Hello and welcome to Grace Lutheran Church Sermon Podcasts. On this podcast, you will hear the latest sermons taken from our weekly worship service. Our hope is that you will find joy and comfort in knowing the forgiveness of God through Jesus Christ. Our theme verses come from Psalm 31, verses 1 through 5, and reads like this. In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me and rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. And for your name's sake, you lead me and guide me. You take me out of the net they have hidden for me, for you are my refuge. And into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. Imagine yourself in this story. You drive up on your own and are looking forward to cutting a noble fir tree for your family Christmas tree. A couple of pickups are already pulled over and are parked at the mileage marker off on the side of the road. And into the woods you go with your saw and your rope in hand, much the way the Griswolds did for their family Christmas. Now, you're not a mountaineering person. It is in the afternoon. You enter the woods alone in search of the perfect Christmas tree and you got a late start and so you went alone. You can't find a tree that fits your liking and a gentle snow begins to fall and the snow starts to cover your tracks there where you came from. As the sun begins to set and with no tree in tow, you suddenly realize as you turn around that you are not sure which way to go to get back to your car. Two trails appear before you neither revealing any clear tracks because of the snow. You pray for guidance. Then you hear a rustling and footsteps, and you think the worst, a bear. Great, this ends with a bear encounter. You turn trembling, but to your surprise, coming from behind you is not a deer, but a member of your congregation pulling a freshly cut noble fur behind. He's the owner of one of these pickups you saw on the road. You know him and recognize right away. You're lost, he says, calling your name. Totally, you admit. But ah, this person knows these woods like the back of their ham, and he knows you too. He simply says, follow me. And you do. And he guides you out of the woods. And the next morning you find on your front porch a noble fir Christmas tree. In the words of Psalm 31, verse 3, this person was a rock and a fortress for you on that day. You trusted them to lead and to guide you to safety because you knew them well. And you had complete confidence that they knew what they were doing. Yet you both also were very much convinced that that night God was the one busy all the time orchestrating your safe arrival despite your greenhorn mistakes in the woods. Turns out God is very good at leading and at guiding. Our psalm today, Psalm 31, is King David's prayer in a highly troublesome situation. 
In this psalm, the former shepherd, king, and songwriter looks for guidance. Now, people tend to remember songs longer than they do remember prayers. And the book of Psalms is a collection of songs to be sung by God's people. St. Augustine, some 1,600 years ago, said, He who sings prays twice. I don't think he meant that the person had a bad voice and they had to pray to, you know, cover it up. He who sings prays twice. Just listen to the words of the psalms. To know the words of this psalm that were first sung enhances the intensity even now. The possible setting for this psalm of David is a conspiracy against his throne to overthrow him and assassinate him. It was led by none other than his son Absalom. In the psalm, you hear the urgency of David's concern. Within the first five verses of this psalm, you can see that he is, that he is not insouciant about the insouant threats on his life. Much like being lost in a dead-end trail deep in a forest, David begins with a prayer for deliverance and rescue asking God to be his rock, his salvation, his fortress. He confesses that this is exactly what God is for him, a rock and a fortress. He has complete trust that God will lead and guide him out of this situation. David's specific plea is that God lead and guide him for his name's sake. That appears again and again in Scripture. When David prays, for your name's sake, O Lord, he is saying, because of who you are. It means that David can expect guidance and leading from God because in his essence, that is who God is. That is what he does. He is known by what he has done in the history of his people Israel and in the history of David's life. He is the God who leads, he is the God who guides, the God who has mercy, the God who defends the faithful, uplifts the weary and troubled, and forgives sins. His name is inseparable from his action in history. David is not reliant on the power of prayer or that his act of praying will save him from his situation, David's prayer is not merely a hope or a wish that he hurls off into space as a last-ditch effort for self-preservation from his son. Rather, David entreats the Lord God because it is the God who answers prayer. His prayer demonstrates the intimate link between prayer and trust. David is confident in prayer because he trusts in the Lord. He knows who the Lord is, and the Lord knows who he is. They have a track record together. And David has learned that. He's learned that the name of the Lord is to be trusted and can be trusted. You see from the way David paints a picture in other Psalms that he has an eidetic memory of what the Lord God has done in the past, detailing accounts of crossing the Red Sea even though David wasn't there, showing mercy and forgiveness from his sinful, adulterous relationship with Bathsheba. 
deliverance from his enemies over and over again in battle. So he reflects on this in the psalm when he prays in verse 5, You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. David already knows God will answer. So in the same verse, David gives you a beautiful picture of that for sure trust. He says, into your hands, I commit my spirit. By Jesus' day, these words had become a cherished bedtime prayer for children before falling asleep. Into your hands, I commit my spirit, trusting that God will protect them while they slumber. You witness that same trust and confidence when Jesus prays to God, his heavenly Father, from the cross just before he dies. Father, he says, into your hands I commit my spirit. Our Lord on the cross says a bedtime prayer before he falls asleep in his Father's loving arms, confident and sure, knowing that he is safe. The story of Advent is a gift of God, his guidance and his leading you toward your salvation. God begins the story in a fallen garden of Eden where he promises you that by his name he will crush the serpent's head. He then leads and guides Abraham, called by God to lead a chosen nation. He continues with the redeeming exodus of his enslaved people and their return to from exile to the promised land. God's guiding action is spoken through his prophets, songwriters, psalmists, and leads Mary to give birth to your Savior. God then leads through John the Baptist, who prepares Jesus' way for you from Bethlehem to Nazareth, to Capernaum to Jerusalem, and finally back to his Father's side. His leading and guiding you was well-shaped even before you were born. Scripture is his testament to you, his covenant, that he leads and guides you from his teaching to his healing, from his dying to his rising, from the first apostles and the martyrs to the church where you sit today. Through it all, through every twist in the plot of your sacred story here on earth, in the face of any and every adversary or adversarial situation you have and will encounter, God has been and always will lead and guide you to his kingdom for his name's sake, because that's who he is. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. His name is Jesus. He saves from sin. His word, his promise, become flesh. He is not a distant answering service for another to come. He answers the call. He takes your call. And he leads and he guides. And he comes to meet you at the crossroads of all the difficult and threatening decisions of which route to take. Unlike the choice between two paths in a forest, however, you don't have to guess which one he walks down, he's with you down every path. Every unsure choice that you make, you can be sure that when you call on him, he will lead you because he has led, he has led you already 
through the death and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. Just rest in Jesus' arms. Into his hands, commend your spirit. You know, the funny thing about the word spirit, in Hebrew, the word for spirit is the same word as breath. So the breath of God was over the face of the waters when it was created. Into his hands you commend your breath. That is, into his hands you commend your life, your total being, your existence. It all depends on him and his watchful eye, his leading and his guiding. And it's kind of funny that even the faithless words sung by Sting and the police in the 1980s might capture that truth about trust. Every breath you take, every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. Every single day and every word you say, every game you play, every night you stay, I'll be watching you. Oh, you can't see? You belong to me. How my poor heart aches with every step you take. Every move you make and every vow you break, every smile you fake, every claim you stake, I'll be watching you. Oh, can't you see? You belong to him. No, you don't see it all the time. I don't see it all the time. But you have learned to trust the Lord too because you have your own stories to tell wherein you have experienced his leading and his guiding and his salvation. But you may not have David's eidetic or brilliant memory. You need to be reminded again and again. And I do too. That's why you and I are here on Sunday mornings and in Bible study, to be reminded of his faithfulness in leading and guiding. Because you need reminding. Because when you feel threatened or lost or uncertain, you don't readily recall what God has done in your baptism. Oh, can't you see? You belong to me. Or when you struggle with making a life-changing decision, you don't carry necessarily a mental image of having received Christ's body and blood that strengthens and preserves you in all of life. Oh, can't you see? You belong to me. To the contrary, the image that might better describe you and I is that of sitting in a lost in a darkening forest and hearing rustling behind us. We always imagine the worst. Frantic. Worried. Until perhaps, from reading a Bible passage or a hymn verse that comes to mind, or a part of a past Sunday sermon that sticks, and you remember, you too know the Lord, and he knows you. Then David's prayer suddenly becomes real, for which a more applicable petition or translation of the psalm might be, you are my cave to hide in, my cliff to climb, be my safe leader. Be my true mountain guide. Free me from hidden traps. I want to hide in you. I put my life in your hands. You won't drop me. I know you won't. You'll be watching me. 
A 19th century poet, Christina Rossetti, wrote a little-known verse titled, Uphill, in the form of a dialogue between a trekker mountain climbing toward an inn and a voice encouraging her along the way to which the uphill trekker asks questions and the voice responds. For Christians, it's easy to see and identify the voice as the voice of God, affirming the promises of safety and rest. Here's the poem. Does the road wind uphill all the way? Yes, to the very end. With the day's journey, take the whole day long? From morn to night, my friend. But is there for the night a resting place? A roof for when the slow dark hours begin. May not the darkness hide it from my face? You cannot miss that inn. Shall I meet other wayfarers at night? those who have gone before. Then must I knock or call when just in sight? They will keep you standing at the door. Shall I find comfort, a travel sore and weak? Of labor you shall find the sum. Will there be beds for me and all who seek? Yes, beds for all who come. In all the difficult uphill treks of your lives, God leads and guides you. Others have made that trek before you, and they, have, they too have trekked up the, to the hilltop journey before us. They've heard God's voice in Scripture, his promises, his leading, his encouraging. There is and will be, just as promised in this psalm, a rock, a fortress, or in Rossetti's words, a resting place, a roof for when the slow dark hours begin, a place the darkness cannot hide. You cannot miss it that in. Jesus once made that uphill climb as well, from the manger to the cross, and there found rest with his father in his dying breath. This uphill trekker has proven that God will lead and guide and get you home safely to his inn, where you shall find joy, and comfort, loving warmth, and rest. And so as Christmas nears, we pray Lord Christ, be born in us today. Amen. Thank you for listening to Grace Lutheran Church's sermon podcasts. This is the Advent season. And during the next three weeks, on Wednesday, you will be able to enjoy and meditate using a devotional. Short, 20-minute messages combined with music and prayer that will hopefully raise your spirits and your focus for the birth of our coming Savior. Please join us this Wednesday.